Hey there, Brett Johnson, owner of Circle 270 Media Podcast Consultants and the host of Note to Future Me podcast. With me in this episode is Emily Bench. She's the host of the podcast Women of Influence. She was my guest. She is also a reporter with Columbus Business First, a traditional media outlet uh, focusing on uh, local business news here in the Columbus, Ohio market. Interesting story about a traditional media outlet giving her 100% support for this podcast. It's a great story. I think we're seeing a lot more traditional media backing podcast ideas. And I think her story on her idea of what her podcast is about, as well as the support Columbus Business First is giving her, is well worth the listen. Hope you enjoy it. Well, Emily, thanks for joining me on the podcast. I appreciate it. Um, As I start off with all my guests, I kind of want to dig a little bit off topic but get a little noted, get to know you better as well. The, the nonprofits that you you support that you yeah. give your time, talent, treasure to. Who, who do you work with? Yeah, I do a lot of work with nonprofits. Um, that's kind of something I've always been really passionate mm-hmm. about since I was in college. So the one that I've worked with um, throughout college and then a little bit afterwards, which I'm still involved with, um, it's called Young Life, and we do a lot of youth development and coaching mm-hmm. with uh, students in. Um, local high schools, particularly for me was with Columbus City Schools. So did work with Beechcroft High School um, and then did a little bit with Dominion Middle School, which is a Columbus City School middle school. So that's what I do kind of like outside of business first. Um, I also, you know, kind of contribute some efforts to. So give us a little bit about your background and your history before you got into, let's say, the day of the podcast, but you know sure. what you've been doing with, with business first and, and your um, education background, your mm-hmm. you know your your work background as well too. Yeah, so I studied journalism and media communications at Otterbein University, go Cardinals. I <laughs> am from Westerville, and my mom had a job there, so I got free tuition, which is amazing. Can bite, bang, can beat that. I yeah. know it's. I tell people that, and they're always like, "That's freaking insane." So mm-hmm. very thankful for that. But uh, I've always loved writing and reading; they were always my favorite things. So I went into journalism because I, you know, what could I get paid for to write and read all the time? And that was, you know, the thing that I could do. So I studied that and I was really lucky to land an internship at the Columbus Dispatch, which is really hard to do. And I was very, very thankful for that. And that kind of got me, uh, got my toes in the water a little bit more with the industry of journalism and decided I wanted to keep going down that path and then graduated, uh, was doing some freelance work for them at the same time that I was graduating and then started working at business first. Uh, that was kind of just, I don't even quite remember how that happened. (laughs) I think my editor knew someone that I knew, but I quite, I can't quite remember. And they had an opening and I I just called one day. I called business first, like literally just the receptionist and the very anti-millennial answer, right? People probably thought I would be too scared, but I just called and I was like, do you have a job? I need a job and want to stay in Columbus. I love Columbus. And Doug was like, yeah, I do. (laughs) So I was lucky and I got a job with business first, been there about a year and a half. And we are a very small news team. Uh, we're very scrappy. Most people don't realize that we are rather small. There's four reporters and three editors. So we all cover about four to five things. So I cover sports business. So that mostly meant save the crew <laughs> the past mm-hmm. year. Education, which mostly means Ohio State, um, unless something big happens at like 
you know, capital or something. And then travel and tourism, arts and nonprofit. And then recently uh, I've kind of started a, I want to say low key, but uh, it's not an official beat yet, but women in business beat, which kind of leads me to the podcast. Um, So with that, I mean, women in business is just something that I am very inspired and passionate about. I, you know, started work just wanting to get a job like most of us do right out of college. And I never really thought about my career or what I wanted out of it and what uh, kind of trajectory I wanted for myself where I could see myself in 20, 30 years. And once I started talking to women who are, you know, my parents age or maybe a little older who have been through that, I was just so inspired by them, especially since when they started working, it was such a different field than, you know, my experience coming in in 2019 or 2018 as a worker. So uh, I just kind of started talking to people in my own time and meeting with people for coffee, for cocktails, just tell me about, you know, and, and having Business First as that platform was amazing. I could reach out to a CEO, which not a lot of 22-year-olds can do, and say, hey, can we meet? And they would. And I just was learning more about them, and I just thought it was so fascinating. And I also just became much more passionate about, yes, we have come so far, but there still is a lot of space we need to work on. And so I wanted to kind of create a space where we could talk about those things with the people who have lived it. And so my editors were amazing. I mean, I could not have been more so supported and they said absolutely go for it and very much just left it up to me which my newsroom is very much hands-off and not super micromanagey which I really appreciate and I know that means that they respect my opinion and what I can think so they kind of just left it up to me to go from there and so that was kind of overwhelming but also exciting so I kind of started with doing a little bit more of women in business web coverage for the paper So I would just start interviewing, going around town to events or talking with public officials about, you know, this recent policy change that they've made for women or whatever. And then throughout that, met some awesome women and just kind of sent out a cold email to all of them, which I don't know if I'd recommend because it was actually pretty overwhelming the amount of support I got back. Because, yeah, yeah, because I think, well, one, having business first tied to it, that's great. But two... I think it really does fill a void that a lot of people at the local level don't get. We can listen to, you know, How I Built This or, you know, all these other great podcasts about people in business, but one, is not local. And two, there's very few, you know, let's talk to women and how they did this and how they built their own career. And so I've gotten just, I mean, I don't think I've had a person say they they wouldn't do it. It's just been great, the, the amount of support I've gotten. So I sent out those emails and um, <laughs> the rest is history, I That's guess. So. Yeah. Well, it, it, I think everyone going into business has a struggle, but I think women have a unique struggle Yeah. Uh, just from the uh, lack of financial stream coming mm-hmm. in to fund, <laughs> going to the bank, going yeah. to wherever it might be to, to fund this idea. Um, and it's statistically shown that it's it's a problem right. still. Uh, right. So, yeah, I think those stories can be um, very heroic, yeah. if nothing else, uh, supportive of, I can do this, I can oh do gosh. this. Yeah, I have been so inspired by the women who come in. Just the stories that they've told me, the things that they've gone through to get to this career that they love, but that was tough to build. Just me, you know, starting out my career. It's literally just like networking for free. I kind Mm -hmm. of, I mean, just learning so much from these amazing women. So it's been a blast. 
Yeah. So how long did it take for the pitch? I mean, you had the idea. Yeah. You just th- threw it at Doug, I'm assuming, yeah. and said, yeah. yeah, go for it. So it was kind of an evolution. I, I kind of was thinking about it and I kind of started covering it with a random cover story. A uh, couple you know, I don't even remember how long ago, six, seven months ago now, probably, um, about three women, uh, the three leaders of Shadowbox, which, you know, is right down the street. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're three women and it's a COO, CEO and chief marketing CMO. They're all women and they run up this organization. And I thought that that was just such a cool business model. And so I interviewed them and did a big cover story on them. And then I think just because I'm young and a woman, they just were like, you'll be interested, which luckily I really am. Um, And so there would be some pitches we'd randomly get from companies um, and they kind of throw them my way and I gladly took them. And then I started thinking, okay, maybe there's some ways that I can proactively cover this and would go to some things. So it took a while for me to think, okay, I actually want to rein this as like almost like a beat and make it my thing to cover. Um, but once I did that, I mean, I'm serious. Like I sat, I have a weekly meeting with Doug and and my other boss, Mark and Eleanor, and just kind of was like, here's an idea. I think we'd been talking about podcasts for a while. We have a beer podcast Mm -hmm. where we talk about beer and business and, and so Doug and Mark see the need for a podcast and they think, you know, like we've said before, that it is a great way to engage with our audience in a different way. And especially to people who might not be subscribers, it's a way to get them in of like, look at this great content, subscribe, because we want to get paid. Um, So... Yeah, I mean, I kind of just said, hey, I know we're talking about podcasts. I think from the stuff that I've been covering and the women who I have relationships with, I'm just working out this paper. I think this would be a really good idea. I, I really wanted it to be not a tell me about your company kind of podcast. It was tell me about your career. What has it been like from the highs and the lows, everything in between? I wanted it to be a personal conversation. We don't, we sit at like these big like comfy chairs and just like have coffee and it's just, it's casual. And they seem to really like that because I think it also adds, we're very, you know, we're business first. We're very, you know, business all the time. And I think it kind of added a a level of depth to our reporting. The after five feel. (laughs) Right, (laughs) exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, after that meeting, they were pretty much like, go for it. And I went and did some homework, talked with one of my colleagues who he uh, kind of picked up doing the technical side of podcasts a little bit more in recent months. We said, you know, what do we feel like this could be like? What's our mission? Who do we want to talk to? And then I came back with more of a solid pitch. uh, And then it was go time. And currently we're working to get advertisement for the podcast, which is a great for our paper. And um, that's really exciting because I I think that that's, you know, something that they can sell and something that that we can put our name on. So it's it's exciting. Does some of the content turn into content for the print version? Yes. Yeah, actually a couple times. So some of the women I've brought in the first the first one I had was with Fallon Donahue, who's the CEO of Venture Ohio. She's amazing. Uh, I had her turn into, so we have a special section in our paper called Newsmakers, which is a profile on a business person. And again, it's kind of the story behind the business person. Right. So it'll, you know, one example was Shayla Favor, one of our new council members. She used to be in culinary school and how that shaped her career. So it's always fun, lighter um, things. And so two of them, yeah, I had, yeah, Fallon and Liz. Brown, who's also on council, they both 
I kind of went back, listened to the podcast, pulled some stuff from what they said and made a whole web story out of it. So it was yeah. it was nice. But yeah, I've done that a couple of times. That's good. It's, it's always nice to use content you have already. Absolutely. <laughs> and kind of a, not, Especially, not a throwaway story at all, but yeah. it is a good story. But it's yeah. like, OK, I can use this multiple times. And Especially when actually so, you know, they're, they're CEOs, they're city council members. They don't you know, they're very busy. Sure. So that that helps a lot. You bet, yeah. Um, you had t- talked about planning the podcast out. So uh, mm-hmm. what was that process like of who you would be approaching? Yeah. Uh, the, the C-suite level mm-hmm. or uh, uh, talk about that process. Yeah. So that's still a work in progress. We're still figuring it out. But what we really wanted was women at the top of their game. We're talking C-suite level, executive director mm-hmm. level. Um, not that we don't think that, you know, directors and other departments or areas aren't you know awesome and badass and I don't know if I'm allowed to say that but like that they're really cool but um we're really looking for women who are in positions that you normally wouldn't think they are because they're women which unfortunately you know we're talking publicly traded boards publicly traded companies a lot of times we're just not seeing leadership in those areas and so I kind of started in that area and then I also kind of ventured out there and looked into politics, talked with Liz Brown on council, talked to some people in the nonprofit space, wanted to get a wide swath of people because I think, you know, the, the wider we are in our coverage, the more people we can get interested and drawn in. So I have, yeah, some some startups, some people in VCs, some, I mean, we have kind of it all now. But that's kind of who we thought that's, that's who we want to talk to. And I do, we do get a lot of pitches from other people and, and it's always hard, you know, mm-hmm. we get, and that's, that's something that I'm just so thankful for that. It's been so, um, well received from the community that people want to be on it and tell their story. And that's just been so fun. Sure. Well, so how is the podcast allowing you to showcase your expertise? Yeah. As, as well as showcasing what business first does really well. How, how is that a, piece of mm-hmm. kind of in the back of your mind going, okay, yes, I want to interview the best of the best, mm-hmm. of course, but I also want this to push us forward as well too yeah, as a yeah. platform. That's a great question. One, I mean, I'm a journalist, so asking questions is mm-hmm. what we, I get paid to do. Right. So that's definitely been really fun being able to, to do that background research and ask the hard questions, but also just give them an environment at the same time. That's a little more relaxed than a sit down with my reporter notebook. Tell right. me, you know, tell me the answer to this question. Right. Um, so I definitely think it's been able to showcase my question asking skills for sure. And just my curiosity. I've always been an extremely curious person. I think that that's why journalism was very interesting to me because I'm always, you know, asking questions. So I, I think that it also really showcases that because a lot of times we'll, we'll be in conversations and we'll just totally derail, which it's really fun, but they'll just say something like, that's amazing. Like one woman I I just recently talked to, her grandma used to own a jelly factory in the thirties and was this awesome women business owner when no woman owned a business. Unfortunately, it was because of, you know, unfortunate events, but Mm -hmm. she still owned a business. And we just talked about that for forever because I was so interested in that. So I think that as far as I go, and then as far as business first goes, I mean, we want to be, we call ourselves the business authority of Columbus. And I think you know, moving forward as a paper, we want to be the business authority for everyone, not just, you know, the same people 
uh, that look the same, talk the same, have ours mm-hmm. from the same area. We want to have more diverse coverage. And I think we've been doing that in our web coverage, but also with this podcast. That's just one small thing that I think our papers really caught a hold of and really wanted to tackle. So, right. yeah, I'm part of an awesome team that really feels sure. that same yeah. way. Sure. Well, was any um, return on influence talked about in regards to what in a year's time, in two years' time mm-hmm. with the podcast could be doing, should be doing for you and for the paper too? I mean, I definitely think that, and, and this was something that we're still trying to figure out. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, if we run through all of the women C-suite executives, like we're going to get to the end at some point because it's not, I mean, it's a, it's a pretty, it's a great list, but it's not a super exhaustive list. So we want to make sure that we're spreading that out. And so we're figuring out ways to venture into other spaces, whether that be, you know, professional athletes or just trying to be more creative with who we're bringing in because eventually, yeah, we're going to get to the end of CEOs and we want to be more than just that. We want to be able to speak into all different kinds of industries. So I would hope in a year or two from now, we're talking to people in all different industries, um, leading up different initiatives and different organizations. I think that that would be really the goal in a year, two years time. Um, well, you, yeah. well, you've put the title of the podcast, Women of, Women of Influence, mm-hmm. so it's pretty broad. Yeah, it so is. Depending on your target, of course, if it's C-suite right now, but there sure. are many levels, and, and and even the definition of women in influence can really mean anything you want it to yeah. be as it goes along. Yeah, that's, which is kind of cool. Good point. Yeah, it's it's really. I still am just so floored by how many women want to just talk about that or they know another woman. I think that that's been so interesting. Mm. Other women I brought on the podcast, give me a list of six other women to reach out yeah. to. It's just that kind of a community where they're like, Hey, this woman's doing awesome things mm-hmm. and I want them to, you know, have a spotlight on themselves as well. Yeah. I kind of wonder when you mentioned that about that, you know, that the list may come to an end. It may not though, if you think about <laughs> it, because you will get those referrals because yeah. you're doing such a good job with the interview. They were impressed. They were happy with the end result. They're more than happy to give you three more. Yeah. That yeah, you hope that you, you hope that two or three of those were never on your list. <laughs> so you just added to it or yeah. they have developed over the time that all of a sudden they're at a level that you do want to interview them. It fits what you want to do at the time. Right. Yeah. So, and I, and I have a list of like, which is great. yeah. And I, I have a list of, you know, my like idols who I would love sure. to talk to that I haven't heard from yet, but fingers crossed. <laughs> but we'll I think see. that that's um, what's intriguing about podcasting right now is you do get those results that feedback, that yeah. email back, that phone call back a little quicker than you do with a lot of even just an interview for a blog. Sure. Or I, an article for a paper. Yeah, it, it's um, especially when you've got quite a few under your belt, you've mm-hmm. published, they listen to how you do it and right. they listen to it going, I could talk to her. Right. She, yeah, I like how she does this. You've created a platform that's probably very attractive to these women. It has been so interesting. I found that, yeah, women, I mean, people really do want to talk to us at Business First. I think they see a great value in Mm. that. But adding another level of a podcast to it, there's been so much interest, which has been really fun. We'll get back to the interview right after this. With over 600,000 podcasts available, your podcast needs to stand out immediately. By working with Circle 270 Media Podcast Consultants, you get the one-year advantage. Your first episode will sound like you've been podcasting for a year. The podcast consultants at Circle 270 Media have over 35 years' experience in digital and traditional marketing, content creation, 
audio production, recording, and broadcasting. We strategically bring these worlds together and consult businesses who are implementing podcasting into their marketing strategy to grow their brands and businesses. Own your story. Engage and interact with your customers and clients. Grow your brand and business with your own podcast. For more information about Circle 270 Media Podcast Consultants and how we can help your business begin or better implement your current podcast into your marketing strategy, contact me at podcasts at circle270media.com. So with an interview podcast, there's a a strategy, Mm -hmm. there's uh, good ways, bad ways of doing it. There's a, you've got to schedule them. You've got to figure out a time to get this all done and, yeah. and fit your schedule, fit their schedule as well too. What's been working so far for you in yeah. regards to how did you, how did you think you're going to do it and how's it evolved into how you're doing it? Or maybe it's the same. Yeah. So that has kind of been a trial by fire mm-hmm. <laughs> as you know, we're journalists. We're just kind of all over the place. Some days I will have days where I am so busy. I'm just, you know, swamped. And then other days where it's a slow news day and we're like, what are we doing today? We don't know. So it kind of really depends on the day. And that's what I always tell people. But as far as scheduling for my podcast goes, that has been definitely a learning experience. It's just hard to schedule all these dates with these really important busy women who, you know, they have a certain time slot of like an hour that they can meet with me and I'm more than willing to do that. But I also have to make sure I'm looking through my reporting schedule. Cause you know, that is my first priority right. and then figuring out where I can fit that in. So it's kind of been just like a puzzle as far as scheduling goes. I do no more than one a week because otherwise I will just be very overwhelmed and our tech staff will be way overwhelmed with editing those as well. So I try doing one a week and spacing them out. We've taken a break for a couple weeks cause my colleague, is overseas for a couple weeks and then in a couple weeks I'll be overseas so we're just kind of we have a lot on backfile so we can keep publishing them which is great and I really recommend that we filmed about six or seven before we even published our first one so well while I'm gone we can still publish a podcast that week which is really nice uh and then as far as my um, research goes before someone comes in. Uh, I have a template laid out of kind of, I guess you could call them segments, I'd like to say. And I'll just do an intro. Well, I have an intro for the podcast, obviously, which is pre recorded, and we say the same thing every time. And then I introduce my guest and normally I'll just do research beforehand and do a little brief bio on them. And then we go into business questions. So how do you do what you do? What is it like for you? And very specific to their industry and their position. And then we'll talk about broader concepts like negotiating for yourself or, you know, talking about salary, just things that are you know, very important to women in the workplace that they might not know who to talk to. Uh, And they can listen to our podcast and get advice from a CEO. You know, I think that's very useful. We wanted to give something to our listeners that's very tangible and useful and practical. And then after that, which is obviously the bulk of our podcast, I go into a uh, rapid fire section where I just ask a couple fun questions, which I ask each guest that comes on and they just kind of give me the first thing that comes to their head. And that one's always really fun. Oh, I can imagine. Exactly. (laughs) The one that gets them every time (laughs) is what is the biggest myth about being a female executive. They always get stumped and they have to think about it for a while. But um, like, I think I could count 
there there have been very few of my guests who have immediately known what to say to that answer but they always have amazing answers so yeah and so that's kind of how that goes and that's fun and we're we're always trying to think of new ways to do things we as a team are trying to think of ways to be more multimedia with it so getting photos and doing like teaser videos and all sorts of different things with yeah. that so. well that leads me to the next question about social media strategy mm-hmm. um what what has evolved in doing it what was right at the very front we got to do this we got to do that and, and what other things are you doing then what, what platforms are you utilizing yeah. to, to promote podcasts yeah so as reporters we all are expected to really promote our stories and engage with our audience really well just because we know the results of that so um our plan is always we have Dan, my colleague, is really great at making these little teaser videos where he kind of pulls out these awesome little one-liners that the women on my podcast say and loops them into one 30-minute teaser, and we'll tweet that out the week before and be like, hey, listen to all this great advice, tune in next week, and you'll hear the whole podcast. So that's been really fun, and Mm -hmm. even that alone has just been you know so well-received, so many retweets, so many likes. Uh, But Twitter is business first and you know this podcast main way of reaching people uh we also obviously just being business first linkedin's very um important to us and we have instagram too um but that's we do more instagram for longer form stories and whatnot but yeah i would say twitter's our most most utilized platform for sure and we just make sure we do one the week before and then the week of but also throughout that i'm doing web coverage on women in business stuff and so Mm -hmm. that always you know links us back to the podcast because i think people are starting to click like connecting the podcast with me and how that's kind of my thing within business first um so that's been really cool. Which is cool to have. Yeah. I that, mean, it is. sometimes I think about it and it's just, I'm so young and inexperienced. And the fact that Doug and, and Mark, my bosses, just were so for me doing this. I'm just so appreciative and it's been really fun. So, uh-huh. uh, you Are you utilizing video then on the LinkedIn platform as well? Uh, yeah, we'll do the teaser okay. videos on, on LinkedIn. Yeah, I and know. So the, no, LinkedIn's wanting video. Yeah. Big and yeah. the great thing about LinkedIn is we really try to get our... Uh, interviewees to share it on their LinkedIn because if you're a CEO of, you know, like Christy Campbell was one of my podcast guests and she's the COO of Rev One. I mean, that's big time. And she shared it on her LinkedIn and then all of a sudden we were getting all these shares and uh, people loved it because I think they see that, you know, Columbus 2020 shared it, that those kind of things are just always great. Right. You're on SoundCloud for the platform uh, to publish. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the, the the choice process of going with SoundCloud versus, you know, there are so lots many. of other yeah. options out there. What were you thinking with that decision? Yeah, so uh, SoundCloud is where Columbus Business First has always done their podcasts. They started one back a couple years ago, and we've still done it intermittently. If we bring in the mayor or Alex Fisher or someone very important in the business community, we'll do a quick interview with them, and we po- we would post it on SoundCloud, and they would have a really good response. And so about a year ago, I would say now, the men in my office started a beer podcast just because Dan, my colleague, covers beer. And Mark and Doug are like huge craft beer drinkers. And again, this is them just being so awesome. They were like, Emily, do you want to be a part of this podcast? Because 
you know, we just don't want to be a bunch of like old men up here like talking. I mean, they wouldn't. <laughs> you were brought in for the coolness men. factor. Then. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, the coolness factor. But maybe. I don't drink craft beer. So it's actually very fun. We all just, sure. they're all like, well, I taste hints of this and that. And I'm like, I didn't really like it. So <laughs> yeah, we, um, and I've like promised that I'm going to bring wine into one of these craft beer podcasts. But that's kind of SoundCloud was where we started. And then we just figured, you know, we have followers. We have a base mm-hmm. on this platform. So that's kind of where we're going to publish. But we're also on Apple. Or, or anywhere else where you can listen gotcha. to your podcast. Sure. Okay. So. Yeah. Uh, recording space. Literally, where are you recording? Yeah. How are you doing this? Yeah. So again, we're just, I'm just really lucky that we have an amazing built-in studio to our newsroom. Uh, Rick Titus, it's technically his office and he's kind of our, you know, jack of all trades. He's amazing at everything. He does a lot of our design, a lot of our digital photography, um, is so great, but that's his office. And he gives that up for me every week to be able to do my podcast. And it is just so gracious of him. But, uh, we have, yeah, built in, um, sound specific studio and we have all the correct equipment. And, you know, I have a great team who are professionals and they know the exact equipment that we need and how to use it and, and what to do with it. And luckily that takes the pressure off of my shoulders a little bit that I don't have to pre-plan how to set up all the equipment and figure out, you know, how to mic my guest up. Like I just bring them in, get them some coffee and we sit down and start talking. And Rick and Dan, who is my colleague, who's really taken the reins on podcasting stuff uh, they kind of do all that hard stuff for me, which is I I, I can't thank them enough for that because that makes my job way easier. It's hugely relieving. Yeah. It oh is. my gosh. You bet it's, it is. It's oh, yeah. great. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, we'll sometimes I'll mess stuff up and we'll have to come back and I'll just re-record it. But it's it's always so easy. And mm. Dan always edits them, and they just they sound amazing. And I couldn't I could not do it without them. Yeah. I'm that, just the one talking. <laughs> well, and that's usually the brick wall of a lot of people wanting to podcast and going, okay, wait a minute, if I record this and it's not perfect, I need to edit and I have no clue how to edit. That stops a lot of people. Probably uh, you see that a lot posted up in in Facebook groups and such. It just, it stopped them from doing it. Yeah. And you know, I I would say if there's someone who has those skills and you know is technically Mm -hmm. savvy in that way, or is maybe, maybe doesn't know how to do all that stuff, but is a quick learner and likes technology, like work with them it doesn't have to be a one-person show it definitely is not a one-person it's not like the emily show at all um (laughs) i get to interview the awesome people but it's definitely a team effort sure beyond the scheduling uh problems that you were talking and i don't really want to call them problems Mm -hmm. but you have to match up people's schedules of course what other challenges have been along with producing this podcast you've recognized and overcome Mm mm-hmm uh, well, definitely figuring out ways to diversify the content. So uh, we obviously are trying to get people in different fields and different industries and different positions into my uh, into the studio to talk with me. But we also want to make sure we're not asking them all the same questions. We have the last segment where I do. It's kind of the whole point, which makes it fun, is asking the same questions. But when I'm talking to them about their own career, I don't want to ask the same three guests, you know, how do you negotiate for yourself? It's definitely important, and I want to mix it up, and I'll repeat questions sometimes. But I really want to make sure that I'm, one, just tailoring to their specific industry and story, which takes a lot of research. Um And yeah, just making sure that I'm not boring our readers who, if they're binging on a, you know, listening to three episodes in a row, which I am a podcast binger. I love podcasts, which also, you know, really got me the idea of thinking about doing a podcast because I love them and I find them so interesting and they're so easy to do while I'm cooking or going to the gym or whatever. Um, 
But yeah, I want to make sure that if they listen to three in the ro- in a row, they're not like, okay, Emily's just asking them the same questions every time. So yeah, that takes a lot of research. And um, I've definitely learned along the way. There's been, like I said, it's, I'm very lucky that it's not live because there's been times I've asked <laughs> questions and been like, I shouldn't have asked that. Uh, so I'm very lucky that I also have a great uh, colleague who edits out my mistakes. Sure. So yeah, but Research, 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 for sure. Those are for the holiday parties. Here's the best of, the best of, the bloopers from Emily, you know. And yes. those are actually kind of fun to listen There's to because you forget about it. like, wow, did yeah. I really say that? Thank goodness she cut that yeah, out. Yeah, I'm just babbling. Um, like, I don't even know what I'm saying. You, so. just, you just came out of the brew podcast yeah. and, and it's like, yeah, yeah, that was that smart someone suggested, to do that first. Yeah. Someone <laughs> suggested we, our beer podcast is called... Um, News and Brews, News and, and brews, my right. podcast is called Women of Influence, and someone tweeted at me the other day and said they wanted to do um, Beer of Influence podcast. <laughs> so I guess that means bringing in a woman and having a beer instead of coffee. I don't know, but... It could work, too. We'll figure exactly. it out. I yeah, guess we'll exactly. try it. So. Well, that kind of leads me to, to future plans for the podcast. <laughs> um, I, I, I can tell you're the creative person, you know, yeah, uh, so you've got to have a vision in your head about, okay, I want this to do this yeah. in 18 months and 24 months, uh, as well as if you can spill the beans of who you'd really <laughs> love to interview as well, oh, yeah. you know, so, me. so talk about that. I mean, yeah. where would you love this to be in a year's time? Yeah. Um, and it's always evolving of course mm-hmm. too. And, and like I said, who, who would you love to talk to? Yeah. So one, I mean, we would obviously love to increase the amount of people who subscribe and listen to the podcasts for sure, ultimately hoping that that ends in subscriptions to our paper. Um, so that, you know, I think right now we have a very specific community of either <laughs> my friends who are awesome and love me and want to listen to my podcast and people who already subscribed to our paper. Yeah. But I think we want to really, you know, expand that beyond that group of people who just, you know, maybe kids who are in their senior year of college and want advice on what career, you know, whatever their career path they're going into or who are have been working for 15, 20 years and just need to get out of a funk and be inspired. I want it to be something that really can reach all swaths of people. So I think obviously growth is one of those. I would also love um, just to to use it as a platform for, you know, you hear a lot of times uh, really successful podcasts have um, they moderate discussion panels and they talk with women at live events. And then that turns into a podcast. And again, that diversifies what the readers or the readers in the newspapers own, sure. but what the listeners are hearing and that makes them excited and intrigued. And uh, so I really want to make sure I'm diversifying the content and having it become a source for people, not just, you know, this great podcast. that's really cool, but it's kind of just, you know, here I want it to be, Oh, that podcast. Like I want to listen to that. I want to be a part of that community. It would be really cool for it to become one of our, you know, community spaces where women can be able to talk with one another, get advice from each other, set up mentorship opportunities, hands-on mentorship opportunities for women. I think that that would be amazing. Obviously, that's very lofty. My boss is probably like, what? Um, But I think that that would just be a really great thing to, you know, go broader than just a podcast of how can we help each other uh, tackle our careers and what is it like to be ambitious and have that not be a bad thing. Um, So that would be my goal there. And I would love, I mean, I know it's lofty, but Abigail Wexner is like, I want to talk to her so bad. Mm -hmm. She's so amazing. Does so much work in our community. I feel like she would be a wonderful uh, guest on the podcast of just, 
you know, you hear that name and you know who she is. And that's, that's multiple episodes there. I, I know. Believe. Oh, I could do, you know. Yeah. I mean, it could go on forever. Right, so right. she's definitely on there. I think uh, the first lady, Shannon Genther, would be another really great one. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of a lot of great women leaders in our community. Um, but again, I, yeah, I really want I want it to be an area where women can feel empowered and inspired to go into their job every single day and do good work, but also, you know, want more for themselves than just you know what I feel like a lot of times women do is just talk themselves out of things and I want it to be a space where they can talk right. themselves into something. There you go. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. I like that idea of talking themselves into it. Mm-hmm. That's great. No. <laughs> so um, let's end with this um, advice for anybody mm-hmm. that's considering doing a podcast and, yeah. and, and holistically. Mm-hmm. What's some advice would you give them to get them going to make sure they don't stop at certain points, yeah. <laughs> which I'm sure you kind of, you realize going, no, get over this, you know, that sort of <laughs> thing to get this done, whether it's technology, whether it's support that you have within the business itself or just internally, <coughs> you just can't seem to get the gusto going yeah. to, you know, to hit publish that first time. Mm. What's some advice? I think it's extremely important to do your research. I think especially in our oversaturated podcast sphere, but also just media in general, you have to have a mission and you have to have a very clear uh, hole that your podcast is trying to fill. So for me, that was local women in business. And I didn't feel like I was seeing that anywhere. And I felt like, hey, we could really do something here. And so doing your research and seeing, and and if it's something that other people have covered too, that's great. But figuring out the angle that makes yours different and stick out, I think is extremely important because, and and if you just want to do it because you want to do it and have that creative space and creative freedom, that's great. But if you're doing it to actually reach a large amount of people, I would uh, yeah, suggest you do research on how you want to speak to that dialogue and be different. So that would definitely be my advice to start with. Um, making sure you have a team of people. If you yourself don't feel like you have, whether, you know, you probably have a full-time job or a family and, and this is this would be a large side hustle, making sure that you have a team of people that would want to do it with you. I hear so many great podcasts of friends who just go into it together. And that back and forth dialogue is also just so fun to listen to from a listening standpoint. So yeah, having a team and um, making sure you're making those connections. I was so lucky that we had, I had the name business for us attached to my name because it would be so hard for me to reach out to some women and say, Hey, come over to my house and record a (laughs) podcast with me. They'd be like, who are you? Nothing creepy about that. Right. Exactly. So luckily I had that name behind me. (laughs) So I didn't have to do as much of that at the, at the beginning, but I would recommend if you don't have that or you, maybe you do have great business connections and that's awesome. And I would suggest you start with that. But if you don't, go to networking events and and start meeting people and give them your card. Also just remembering too that it's okay. Like it's a learning process like anything else and I've never done a podcast before this and I'm sure the first couple episodes that was obvious, but the longer I think you get into it, the more comfortable you are and and the easier it's easier it starts to become. Uh, Another thing I would suggest would be um, doing what we've done, which is getting a lot of podcasts kind of on file in case, you know, if you want to be consistent and publish, whether that's 
you know, weekly, biweekly, monthly, whatever that may be. Uh, ours is biweekly, but um, making sure that you stay consistent with that so your audience who's tracking with you can expect things. I think that's important. So making sure to have some on file in case you're sick or you're out of town or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, consistency is really important too. Well, congratulations on finding the niche. Thank you. Which I agree. I don't I don't know of one that is. Yeah. So I think you found it, which <laughs> is great. And congratulations on the feedback that you're getting and the emails back and the phone calls back that they want to be a part of the podcast, which is great. That means you're doing a good job and they are good episodes. I enjoyed the <laughs> uh, three that I got to listen to um, prior because I did want to hear what you're doing with it and, and was just impressed that not that I didn't think Business First would do something like this, but I'm glad that they are. Yeah, So I, I'm, I'm very happy that there's an outlet for this because I think it's, it's well needed. Yeah. I work with a couple of um, female-focused podcasts as well in the business arena, I think – the stories are amazing. Mm. The content is out there and it needs to be published. Absolutely. It needs to go, come out there, whether it's on a regional scale, mm-hmm. national scale, doesn't matter. It's a story that I think needs to be told. Yeah. I, I think it's agree. great. Yeah, thank great. you. Well, thank you for being a guest as well. Yeah. I appreciate it. And congr- congratulations all the way around and good luck getting to eight, month 18, <laughs> year five, you know, episode 100, all those benchmarks. Those thank are great. You. Yeah. I'm very excited <laughs> to see what happens. Cool. So. <laughs> Podcasting allows you to tell a story, your story. Your business's story is what separates you from your competition. It shapes your past, present, and future. Adding podcasting to your marketing mix allows you to tell your story with more power than in text alone. Your company can also use podcasts to grow your network. Many podcast shows and episodes revolve around having guests in an interview or conversation. This format allows your company to develop influential relationships with thought leaders in the industry and keeps the podcast interesting. The best part, podcasts fit perfectly into our tight attention economy. We live in an age of information overload, where attention has become the most valuable business currency. Podcasting allows people to multitask as they consume the content, making podcasting easy to incorporate into their daily habits. For more information about Circle 270 Media Podcast Consultants and how we can help your business begin or better implement your current podcast into your marketing strategy, contact me at podcasts at circle270media.com. At the Bank of Antandek, they're looking for a mascot. We need an icon. Something that says high fly into all our mortgage customers. Like a falcon or a stallion. Or even better, a parrot. Check it out. Ah! Meanwhile, at Santander, they're concentrating on helping customers find ways to take years off their mortgage with their overpayment calculator. See what's possible at Santander. All applications are subject to status and our lending criteria. Your home may be repossessed if you do not keep up repayments on your mortgage. With OneNet on Vodafone Business, you can make and receive landline calls from your mobile, meaning your office could be here. Or here. Or more likely, here. Hello, Saunders Designs. How can I help? Your office can be anywhere with our OneNet virtual landline. Available on our new and limited data plans. The future is exciting. Ready? Vodafone Business. Max download, upload speeds, apply to data. Coverage may vary. Unlimited and OneNet terms at vodafone.co.uk slash terms.